We're Jill and Jenna, sisters who believe that gut health is the baseline required to live your best life. But health is way more than that. So we've made it our mission to take a deep dive into gut health, mental health, fitness, nutrition, and more. Interviewing experts, having real conversations, all while making sure all of the information is digestible. Welcome Welcome to to our gut talk. talk. Hey, Jen. Hey, Jilly. We just had the coolest conversation. Mm-hmm. I am like buzzing right now. You really are. I, I really am. <laughs> we had Lindsay on today yep. who is an acupuncturist and she specializes in the five element acupuncture, mm-hmm. which is you'll learn on this episode, which is different. But we talk about so much more than acupuncture. We get into your spirit. We get into all different types of healing we learn what acupuncture is and is not. I mean, Jenna, like, are you as are you buzzing? Yeah, I'm buzzing. So Lindsay is our acupuncturist. Oh yeah, I should. Say yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> and so, but Jill and I just go to her. You know, she does her stuff on us, and we feel amazing. But we never have really taken a deep dive into what acupuncture is, what she practices specifically. So it's so freaking cool to hear it in her words and to learn more about this really, really, it's complex, but it's this awesome, um, you know, system that she uses that works wonders. Let's just say that. And the reason we wanted to have her on the podcast in the first place is because we feel like there has been a fundamental change Mm -hmm. in our lives after going to her. Yep. And that's not to be dramatic. We really both believe that in our core And so we want to not expose, but we want to bring to light Mm -hmm. actually uh, what this type of acupuncture is and the benefits and how you can find people in your area. And I'm just, I'm really, really excited. We go on some rants. Mm -hmm. We have really great deep conversation and I'm excited for you all to listen. And Lindsay has become a friend of ours through doing this with her and she's just an incredible human. We're really Grateful to have someone like herself um, be a part of our lives. So really excited for you all to hear this. Here is Lindsay on Gut Talk. So we used to be obsessed with soda as a kid, but our mom would only let us have it as a special treat. But then as we got older and we found out what was in soda, we both stopped drinking it until we found Olipop. Jenna's favorite flavor is the orange squeeze. My favorite flavor is the cherry vanilla. And we love it because they use functional ingredients that combine the benefits of prebiotics, plant fiber, and botanicals to support your microbiome and benefit digestive health. Now, something I didn't know is that 90% of Americans consume more than USDA's daily recommended added sugar intake, which is 30 grams. But with Sweden beverages like soda that are the leading source of added sugars in the American diet. Olipop has so much lower sugar than the conventional sodas with only two to five grams of sugar, and they're coming from natural sources. Their vintage cola has just two grams of sugar as compared to a regular Coca-Cola, which has a whopping 39 grams of sugar. So we've worked out a special deal for our listeners. So you can receive 20% off of your order. We recommend trying their sampler pack. This is a great way to try all of the delicious flavors. And I'm telling you, Orange Squeeze is incredible. So go to drinkollipop.com slash gut talk or use the code gut talk at checkout to claim this deal. That's D-R-I-N-K-O-L-I-P-O-P dot com slash gut talk. 
Okay, so you know this is a gut health podcast, so we have to talk about probiotics. Just Thrive Probiotic is the first and only 100% all-natural spore form DNA-verified and tested probiotic supplement. As the subject of groundbreaking clinical studies, Just Thrive has demonstrated incomparable effects on the gut and in its undeniable connection to the immune system and brain. It has 100% survivability. It's vegan, non-GMO, soy-free, dairy-free, sugar-free, salt-free, nut-free, and gluten-free. It is has clinically proven strains for leaky gut with nine other ongoing human clinical trials. So cool. And it's powerful for immune and brain support. So say goodbye to uncomfortable bloating, embarrassing gas, and leaky gut, and say hello to being regular and even clear-headed. Simply take one capsule per day after a meal or as directed. Capsules can be open and sprinkled on food. You can even bake with them up to 455 degrees. The perfect probiotic for the whole family and our whole family takes it literally. So you can use code GTG for 15% off Just Thrive Probiotics. Thank you for coming. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're really excited. We obviously both know you because we work with you. We wanted to bring on someone who has experience with acupuncture. I would say experience is talking about what you do lightly. It's another form of healing in our minds. We're not defining it, but for us, it's another way of healing. Like we both go to therapy. We're both into finding ways to continue to evolve as humans. And Jenna has scoliosis. That's how it started, right? Yeah. Well, I thought acupuncture, I had a different concept, if you will, in mind about acupuncture. I was like, this is going to fix physical things, which we know it does, yes, obviously. Totally. But I don't know what I thought it was, but I didn't think I was very wrong. So I'm very excited to hear why, acupuncture in your words. Why were you wrong? Because I thought I just I guess I didn't know exactly what it was. And you just you I imagine just needles sticking into you, fixing different things that are out of alignment and you just sitting there or laying there and they're the needles are just sitting in you forever and then the acupuncturist comes and just picks them out and you're good right. to go well that's right and that's is that kind of though kind of so that's what's called tcm or okay. traditional chinese medicine mm -hmm. which we can talk about it a little later isn't okay. actually that traditional it's a more modernized kind oh, of acupuncture that was more developed in the 1950s mm -hmm. with communism where he sort of took all these different kinds of acupuncture that have been practiced for thousands of years mm -hmm. and created this like one standardized form and so that form because he wanted to appeal to the western world it was much more allopathic in nature meaning like a little more symptom based okay and so unfortunately in that process a lot of the spirit points were eradicated. There's 361 points. Well, there's hundreds of extra points, but there's like 361 main ones. And each has a physiological function as well as an emotional and spiritual function. And unfortunately, a lot of that got taken out. So the kind of acupuncture that I practice is not as well known, but it is more traditional and classical in nature and puts a much greater emphasis on treating the spirit and the emotions, and you learn the spiritual and emotional components behind every single point. Because the spirit's vast, right? Like, yeah. mm -hmm. it, you learn in school, this point treats the spirit. Well, how, right? I mean, that can mean a million different things. So yes, it's different that way mm -hmm. in terms of like, you're not just putting a bunch of needles in and it's, yeah. and it does treat physical pain and sure. it can, 
But the system is very different in that, yes, the needles don't stay in. I am talking to the patient for the whole time. Usually they'll talk to you five, 10 minutes, put a bunch of needles in, leave the room, you lay with needles, and that is not how this, well, which, which you know. That happened to me. Exactly. So when I was in college at Duke, I went to an acupuncturist. I think my body was just hurting at that point, and I had shoulder surgery, and I was just looking to get some, like, physical relief. relief. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. And I went to this, like, it looked like a shack, and I was trying not to make any judgments. And then the woman was really late. And if you know me personally, you know, like I'm 15 minutes early everywhere. So I'm like, very punctual, be very (laughs) open minded. And first of all, I would like to say the your uh, office studio patient room. What do you call it? Studio. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's. It's so clean. It's bright. It's airy. It's everything you want to be as the space to be when you're having something done for you. Right. This was a dark hole. She was using blankets that looked like they belonged to like a five year old. Like it was the most bizarre experience. And so I was really hesitant to ever give it another try. But I didn't realize that the type of acupuncture that I had tried out was more of that traditional realm where she really did stick me with all these different points and then put a timer on and leave the room and then come back. And she didn't learn that much about me. And I'm like, what is this? Right. And for some people, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to say that one, that what I, obviously I'm biased and I love the system that I practice, but I'm not here to say that that system can't work. And there's people that practice that, that have beautiful spaces as well. Sure. Mm -hmm. But for a lot of people too, like laying with a bunch of needles with someone not there is anxiety, can be anxiety oh. producing in its own right, right. which kind of like defeats the whole you purpose. You feel worse. Right. So yeah, and this system is, it's very different where, and you both know the needles don't stay. And I use an herb called moxa over many of the points. I take your pulse, which gives me all sorts of information. After every point, I'm talking and working with the patient the whole hour It's a lot more time intensive. I can't see three patients an hour, but I find it to be personally more effective. Yeah. And and it's the kind of acupuncture I got that like changed my life, which is why I wanted to pursue it. So can we talk about that a little bit? Like how, why did you get into acupuncture? Like what were you doing? Cause I, I know a little bit about your story. I know you weren't planning on going down this path. Law school. Uh, Law school. Okay. Yes. My dad was a lawyer is, well, he just retired. Um, and I thought that I, I don't know. I thought I should have been a lawyer. I grew up arguing, arguing with him. So I was very good at arguing. That's, I guess, just the thought, the path I thought I should take. So law school was what I thought was my future. I was also very into water skiing. And actually when I was like 16 at a summer camp, I was barefoot water skiing, which for some people that, I don't know if you guys know what barefoot water skiing is. No. No. So you're water skiing without skis on your bare feet. Okay. Which means you have to go really fast, yeah. like 40 miles an hour. And I caught a toe. My toe went down and I am not flexible. I am not good at yoga. Anyway, my heels hit the back of my head going 40 miles an hour. I knocked myself unconscious. Oh, my god! And had, yeah, really hurt myself. Yeah. That's when I was 16. Okay. I was 16. I was dumb. I like never really got anything checked out. Went to college in California, UC Santa Barbara was on the water ski team. The end of my sophomore year, 
and I competed in slalom. I didn't compete in barefooting. I was just doing it for fun, mm-hmm. which like I, I will never need to barefoot again. But anyway, I was at practice and just barefooting and I felt something just tweak in my back out of nowhere. And my back hadn't been great, right? But I just never got it checked out and was kind of like, oh, I can handle it. And I- It's fine. I'm fine. Yeah. Like I was a sophomore in college. I was burning the candle at both ends. Right. Mm-hmm. And something just tweaked. Yeah. And at that point, it was about two years where I really couldn't walk. Did it you was, get it checked out? Oh, yeah. I went to spinal specialists up and down the coast of California. They all told me that. So I had a really bad disc issue, like mm-hmm. a herniation, but the disc also tore. It's called the annular tear. So all the cerebral spinal fluid was leaking out. It was not a good place. They couldn't do surgery. If they did, they said there was only 30% chance it would get better. 30% chance it would get worse. They oh. said that I would be in this kind of pain for the rest of my life. And you were I was 20. Tw- okay. wow. I was 20. I was on like six different pain medications. I tried Pilates. I tried yoga. I tried like personal sessions with yoga. I did so much physical therapy. I even tried, I tried acupuncture with like, you know, the regular acupuncture when you're laying there and Mm -hmm. it did, did not help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Nothing helped. I tried everything. And I, on top of it, and not to sound melodramatic, but I was, I was really depressed. Sure. Of course. Depressed in a, in a scary way. Like, yeah. Didn't really, the thought of feeling how I felt forever didn't want to really live life what, anymore. Like, like what's the point? Almost, right. right? Like in I your could, mind at the time. Right. Like I could walk for 30 seconds and I was just in debilitating pain. I had to quit college. And you were on pain meds. I was on I'm so sure, many pain meds. I'm sure that did had its own effects. Oh, yeah. And then I was on Ambien at night to sleep because I was inside. I mean, it was just wow. yeah. it was not good. Right. Then. So I had to take time off college because I couldn't walk to class anymore. Oh, my gosh. And one of my close friends in college told me that I had to go see her dad, who is this well-known acupuncturist in Los Angeles. And I was talking to her on the phone. I didn't really want to go because it was her dad. And she shoved the phone at her dad and was like, talk to my dad now. And so I talked to her dad and her dad convinced me to come in and see him. And he was a very well-known acupuncturist in the acupuncture world. His name is Neil Gumminick, who's amazing. Mm. And so I went and I had my first session with him. What convinced you on that phone call? Like, was he like, just give it a try? Like, do you remember what made you kind of? I mean, I was definitely felt desperate. He told me that, you know, he really believed that there was a chance he could help me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I felt really pushed and pressured. They're about, you know, my friend was pushy. Mm-hmm. He was pushy. Mm-hmm. And I knew him from, you know, the two years before I'd, I had gone home and been with her family. So sure. I, I knew him. So anyway, so I go in for this appointment and it was a little weird because he was teaching a class. So there was all these students that were like standing in the room watching okay. me. That's a a tough first session. It was a tough first session. (laughs) And I remember just breaking down in tears because I was so depressed and in pain and didn't know what to do. And by the end of the session, it was by far one of the weirdest, most life-changing, bizarre moments of my life where I felt like someone slipped me a drug in my water, like a tab of ecstasy. I don't know. But by the end of it, 
I was trying to hold it in, but I was laughing and I was smiling and I hadn't laughed or smiled in over a year. I mean, I didn't want to live anymore. I felt hope and my back wasn't healed in one session, but I was in less pain. And it just felt like somebody went into my skull, my unconscious and like shifted it. And I was looking at the world around me and myself and my path in a completely different light. And it was like magic. Mm -hmm. And I mean, my life was never the same after that moment. And mm. I continued to get treatments and started practicing Qigong and obviously had a very, ate very healthy foods and had a very healthy lifestyle. But within four months, back in college, graduated, backpacked around Asia for two years and decided that I wanted to become an acupuncturist instead of a lawyer and give back what I had been given. Yeah. I mean, he gave me my life back. Right. Mm. That's incredible. So, yeah. And I think it's so important to talk about because how many people have been told, whether it's your gut health or an injury or numerous other things where you go to a doctor and they say, unfortunately, there's just nothing we can really do. This is- It happens all the time. It happens it's all the time. It's so sad. Yeah. It's so sad. I mean, that was me with my stomach was like, you're just going to throw up most days. Yeah, which is awful. Sucks. Yeah. yeah it's you know, awful. And it I, gives I, and it gives no and just eliminating hope in that way just yeah. makes the whole situation that right. much more dismal to begin with. And exactly. for for us with the gut health, when we went to see Terry, who sh she came on our podcast yes. a few episodes ago, I walk into her office and I'm annoyed because of how much money it costs, because it's it's not cheap whenever you're doing anything alternative, because most of the time they don't take insurance. And on top of that, I didn't believe that there was anything she could do. And she did the muscle testing, which I describe it as like voodoo, which yeah. I know it's not. And I know there's like science behind it, but it feels that way when you put something in your hand and it flops down based totally. off of how much you can eat, right? But it was that same feeling of maybe a week later and all of a sudden my acne was gone and my stomach felt like 180 degrees shifted. And you're like, how did this happen? Because someone told me before that this was never, ever going to change. Right. So like, I'm sure what were the months after you got your treatment? Like, how did, I mean, you said you went back to college, but were I you, did. did you just feel so free? I did. And what's really interesting is that, and the other reason of why so much I wanted to practice this medicine is that through getting these treatments, I actually became a happier, more authentic version of myself mm. than I think I ever had been. Mm -hmm. So I I wanted to be a lawyer, right? I mean, no, I probably didn't want to be. I didn't want to be a lawyer. I mm. felt like that's what I should do. That's, you know, how my family would va value me mm -hmm. and appreciate, you know, the path that I'm taking. Whereas, you know, when I told them, hey, I don't want to go to law school. I want to be an acupuncturist. They weren't honestly <laughs> thrilled. Yeah. Like that's, that's like a understatement. Yeah. But I, I did, I, I discovered a piece of myself and was able to feel comfortable in myself and who I wanted to be. And mm -hmm. that was almost a greater gift. I mean, obviously my back healing was a huge gift and mm -hmm. I still have two spinal injuries. I mean, it's not gone, Yeah. but I can, I mean, I don't barefoot. I, I will never barefoot water. I, no one really, needs to barefoot water yes. ski, but. PSI. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's fun and right. it's a huge adrenaline rush and it was great, uh -huh. but I don't need to barefoot water ski anymore. But I, you know, hiked in the Andes for 15 miles a day for 10 days. I can do, right. you know, whatever I want. 
and it's still there and I have to take care of it. And I think we all have that thing where when you don't get enough sleep and you're not taking care of yourself and you're eating like crap, you know, that's my weak spot. So once in a while I'll feel my back and it's almost like a sign like, oh shit, Lindsay. Yeah. You get, it to like, get it together. Get it together. Read it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So. Interesting. So did Neil... Mm-hmm. Neil, I yes. Like, am I about to make his name up? Yeah, you can. Um, oh, yes. Shout out to Neil. <laughs> so he he practiced five element yes. acupuncture. Okay. Yes, and classical. So th- and he is very well known in the classical five element acupuncture world. Got it. When okay. you backpacked in Asia for two years, because mm-hmm. I know that's right. It. Well, yeah. I mean, I traveled for a year. Okay. And then I came home and I waitressed for six months and I went back to India for six months. Okay. So. And did you ever learn about the way that other countries healed bodies? Uh, <laughs> like, did you learn, like when you were there, were you already, had you already decided that you were going to study acupuncture? Yes. And when you were going through the world, were you learning or was this more just like for fun and to experience life? I mean, I don't know if I, I, I did some things. Okay. I did different courses. I did a Vipassana course. I don't know if you know it. <laughs> it's like a, they have these free courses all over the world, but mm. it's like a 10 day meditation course. Okay. Is yeah. that where you don't talk? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Hardest thing I've ever done. That. Yeah. yeah wow. 10 was. days, no speaking. No speaking. You can't have eye contact with anyone. I literally sat and like talked to a caterpillar in my head at one point. <laughs> wow, I was right. I would be delusional. I'd yeah. be starting to see. I mean, things. my parents said I wouldn't last a day, which is kind of like and the only reason I all originally 10, right? did it was to prove a point. Yeah, yeah cool. Stubborn. Um, but yes, you cannot read, you cannot write, you cannot listen to music. You meditate from four thirty in the morning till nine at night. And the idea is just to really get into your thoughts. Because what else do you do? Right. right. And to be present. Mm. Right. So it's like a, a Buddhist-ish meditation, but it's all about just being present. So it's not a religious-based type of thing at all, sure. but you learn how to feel each part of your body and sort of go through and, and, and notice all the different sensations. And eventually it's almost like your whole body's vibrating. And I will say it was kind of hell. And in the beginning, like five minutes of meditating felt like two hours. And by the end, like it was brutal. And by the end, I remember there was a two hour meditation that felt like five minutes. And it was bizarre. Like whole body's just vibrating. You're in sort of a whole different world. Yeah. So anyway, I did, I I did in this meditation course, I did a yoga course. I lived in villages. I I wrote. And I'm sure that all contributed to your practice eventually in some way. Totally. But you weren't seeking that when you were going there. No. And I was just studying it on my own in Mm -hmm. general. Like I had brought books to study five element acupuncture about before I ever went to school. I just wanted to learn more and more and more. So um, there was like bits and pieces where I learned, but it was mostly to travel. And my major was Southeast Asian religions in college. Okay. So oh, I was I fascinated. Yeah. So I studied religion. So I read all the religious texts, but then I specialized in like Hinduism, Tibetan Buddhism, Sikhism. That's I was just fascinated cool. by different cultures and religions and how that shapes people and who we are. And yeah. So. Very cool. Yeah. So. You get back to the U.S. Mm -hmm. and now you're going to school. And how long do you have to go back to school? 
What what do you get certified in? Like, how does that work? So you get a degree, like a master's degree in Chinese medicine. Wow. Now it's considered, I think it's a doctorate now if you take a few extra months. And it should be because it's four years year round. Oh, yeah. Right. We program. should be calling you doctor. Yeah. I mean, if I went back to school for another few months, I could. But eh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been practicing for right. 10 years. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. But so, yeah, you, it's like a 3,200 hour program and you're in mm. school basically 40 hours a week. Like meds. I mean, it's like med school. Yeah. But then when I finished that, the day after I graduated, I'm a little crazy. <laughs> I drove to California and then started this postgraduate program in classical five element acupuncture. So what was the four year degree in? That was getting my master's in, in Chinese, Chinese medicine. medicine. Right. Okay. And what's the, the difference? Like n- mm-hmm. not what's the difference, but what what did you learn in that extra year that you weren't learning in those first four years? I mean, the way that I practice. Uh-huh. Is with, all based off of that extra year. Yes. Oh, interesting. I mean, I, there is obviously knowledge I learned about Western medicine from school that I use. And there are some TCM things that I still use here and there, especially if I'm treating like pain or if I'm like, if someone's having a really acute issue that I need to symptomatically treat, mm-hmm. I, I will. I mean, I have that knowledge. But when it comes to how I practice 95% of the time, it's five element acupuncture. So which is totally so cool, different. Because that's what saved your life essentially. Yeah. And it's what I believe in. And Mm -hmm. yeah. And I can talk. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. So that was one year, right? Yes. It was one year and it was intensive weeks. So I stayed there for the first three months, lived with my, you had to do a lot of observation hours and there was no one to observe in Austin. Okay. There was no one that did it here. Okay. Um, And so I did all of my hours and hours of observation when I was there. And then I came back to Austin, started my practice and was commuting out for one week every month to California. Okay. And then having tests and papers and wow, it was, it was a year. Yeah. Yeah. So will you explain five element acupuncture? And sure. I mean, everyone I bet listening to this right now probably has the idea that we had about acupuncture unless they've seen someone like yourself. So overview of what it is. Okay. Well, do you want me to explain acupuncture as a whole, like first? Yeah. Like, wh- okay. Yeah. yeah. And then we're a starter podcast. So we need the, we need the details. Well, I just feel like it might be confusing yeah, if I no, sort please. of like randomly jumped into that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, so I'll do a brief, brief overview. Acupuncture has cool. been practiced for like 25,000. Uh, sorry. Not 25,000. I would have believed it. Okay. Yeah, me too. I'm like, wow. I mean, uh, yeah, no, but 2,500 years, Mm -hmm. which is still a very long time. The idea behind acupuncture is that we have, well, 72 meridians or channels, 12 main ones that each correspond to an organ system. So you have a lung channel, a liver channel, a large intestine channel, et cetera, right? Mm -hmm. And these channels carry what we call chi or like a life force energy. Mm -hmm. And this can be, you can compare this to like your arterial system, right? Which is a very complex arterial system. And just like your arterial system can get clogged, right? Like you eat, I don't know, three Big Macs every day, like 20 years later, your arteries are going to clog up. Mm -hmm. Um, Your meridians can also get clogged and stuck. And that can be due to 
stress. It can be due to illness. It can be due to lifestyle choices. It can be due to all sorts of things. And so within this network of channels, you have acupuncture points. And the idea is that based on what is out of balance, how to restore balance, is that the acupuncture points, you you put those needles into points along those meridians to unblock. And when things flow, when things, right, when things have movement and can flow, the body is able to regain homeostasis. Because mm-hmm. our bodies, our bodies want to be healthy. They, they try to until things just go too far and then. Right. So that's sort of, does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Five element acupuncture. I said before, it's a little bit more classical in nature to how acupuncture used to be like practice. Before it kind of got combined. Before it got combined, before Mm -hmm. the 1950s, communism, taking all these different kinds of acupuncture. And so five element theory is one of the oldest theories of Chinese medicine. So basically they believe that after observing the natural world for thousands and thousands of years, that, you know, there's these elements and that our body contain these same elements, that we are not separate from nature. We are a part of it. Okay. And so that's kind of the the very base theory of five element and that each person has a root imbalance in one of these elements. No matter what. Yeah. Okay. Everyone does. Um, and we have all the elements within us. We have everything in us, mm-hmm. but we have, but there is a, there is a root imbalance. And so part of our treatment is figuring out what is that root imbalance. And like I said before, this system places a much, it doesn't negate the physical, right? Like if someone comes to me and they're like, oh, I was running on the street and I tripped and I hurt my leg. I'm not necessarily going to think that there's some sort of deeper esoteric meaning, right? Like sometimes shit happens and they tripped and they hurt their leg and I'm going to treat their leg. Right. Mm -hmm. But for most things that are chronic, that are long-term, if you negate the emotions, if you negate the spirit, I don't think you're really truly helping a person heal. And I Mm -hmm. feel like, especially in today's world, one people's spirits are, are suffering. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a huge sad. problem. So sorry. Go yeah. Ahead. I have a question. Yeah, so ask. with your back injury, mm-hmm. do you think that the reason that maybe classical acupuncture didn't work and then five element did was because of how much emotional stress and trauma was wrapped around your injury? Wrapped around I, is the wrong word, but like involved in your injury. I do. I think that that was a huge piece of it. Uh-huh. There's also ways in which we treat that when we take pulses, which you which you know, yeah. you un- it's so different where you unblock pulses. There's clearing treatments. There's all these different kinds of treatments that we do that are not in the other kind of acupuncture. Mm-hmm. So I think that that could be a huge piece of it for sure is that it was treating that spiritual component that allowed me to then have that potential hope and optimism to heal mm-hmm. and um, to sort of see to see a light, essentially. But I think that that's a combination of a lot of different things and okay. the approach that they took to treating and, and how they went about it and different clearing treatments and things like that, too. So Sorry, that's I interrupted okay. you. But yeah, so, yeah. so to go back into the five elements, yes. if someone comes to you uh-huh. and no matter what, maybe their emotional trauma, maybe it's physical, maybe it's a combination. Right. I mean, I know 
for Jenna, it was more physical when you started, right? It was, I, I, that was my intention. Right. Yes. And then you went to her and you were like, Jill, you have to go. And I'm like, I physically think I'm doing pretty fine here. She was like, no. And she wouldn't, you didn't really explain it. You were just like, I feel so different. And it was like, Hard I don't to put it into words. Yeah. And I'm not kidding you. I was so convinced by the energy surrounding Jenna that I was like, I'm going. And I go to therapy pretty much every week and I have for years and years and years. Which is great. Yeah. But I got to you and I was like, okay. Uh, and we sat down for forever. And next thing you know, you're handing me tissues because <laughs> I'm like crying and we're unlocking all these things. And then all of a sudden I realized, okay, wow, maybe there's some stuff here that you can do. And just speaking from personal experience, I can't tell you what changed and I can't pinpoint like one exact thing. But I, it's a joke in my family that I don't sing. And in fact, one year I like cried because my mom tried to get me to uh, sing during, what was it? <laughs> it was like Easter or something. Yeah, yeah. That's a tangent. Aww. My point is, Jenna, how often do I sing now? Often. All the time. <laughs> I'm so much goofier and I've uh -huh. always been goofy around Jenna, but I'm not goofy to almost anyone else outside of my family. I am so goofy now. I'm so much more like level-headed and I think it's a combination but I have like I'm 100 percent confident that the work that you've done with me has transformed me in ways that I don't understand. And maybe by the end of the podcast, I think I understand a little bit more now. Yeah. But it's like I can't explain. It's your it's like my energy has right. quite shifted. literally shifted. Yeah. And I feel different and I'm positive about it. It's too big of a shift to be like, oh, it's a placebo thing because I know right. I'm no, going. I know. I mean, it's right. And that's how I felt when I had my treatment too was yeah. it was just so profound and bizarre and I wanted to write it off because it didn't make sense mm -hmm. but it was so real mm -hmm. yeah and I try to explain to patients what that feels like and how you do feel different mm -hmm. and it's not sort of just this woozy feeling after of like some people just say they feel a little high afterward but it's like you feel this free yeah free and clear and awake and and more I mean the thing that I, my, my goal, like why I do this mm -hmm. and, and what I love most is, I mean, I love getting to a, have real authentic conversations with people because mm -hmm. so often people have so many different masks on, mm -hmm. but B is figuring out who is this person? Who is this human? And like, what is it that their spirit needs? Like, how are they when they are their best selves? Yeah. And getting to see that seeing seeing what's out of balance but like helping to bring that back to that person because yeah. I think so many of us are trying to hide there's so many like I mean the stress in today's world is is insane it's brutal and it's brutal and there's so much pressure about how to eat how to sleep how to have a relationship you know what job you should have how you should live your life it's it's overwhelming and i think people are constantly trying to put themselves into these boxes and and live lives that aren't them yeah and i think that can cause a lot of problems both mentally and physically over time when you're not being who who you are but yeah. when you're able to be like when you're able to actually feel at peace yeah. with who you are, that's an amazing mm -hmm. gift and feeling. And so mm -hmm. being able to help someone feel that is, is yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And you mentioned it's 
pretty much on the same topic of you can take the supplements, you can figure out your diet, but again, that not, that isn't necessarily the root right. of the issue. And a lot of times, what would you consider it? Like blockages or, so when you treat it, when you treat someone, you can even use Jill or myself as examples if you want. Um, but it's, you're undoing, this is so bad. I have no idea what word to use, but like when you're removing the blockages mm-hmm. from us and our spirit, it allows us to be more authentically ourselves, but also because I, I am the person that changed my diet, took supplements, things got better, but right. I did recognize that my spirit was still a little dull carrying on. And that's why I believe I didn't fully heal at the beginning. Right. So I'm the person that's like, okay, stress management, you know, and stress, stress management is just the easy word to say something like what you do, right. Removing the blocking factors that are, that is stopping you from being your true authentic self. So why would someone want to do this type of work and maybe what type of person would want to do it? Is it everyone? Is it? I mean, I think it can be great for, for everyone. Mm -hmm. And I mean, acupuncture was initially created as preventative medicine. And the idea with five element is that, you know, as, as we come into, and I can talk about the elements later, but as we come into each season, right? The temperature changes, things shift, and and we sort of have a tendency that we're more cut off from nature, but it affects us. So the idea is even if there's quote unquote nothing wrong, just staying in balance with the changing of the seasons and yourself Mm -hmm. is keeping you healthy. Mm -hmm. So anyone can do it. But I do think that, you know, when it comes to physical ailments, and and it goes both ways, right? Like someone can have a physical ailment from that physical ailment have a lot of stress, yeah, right? Depression, mm-hmm. which then makes the pain worse, mm-hmm. which then makes the depression worse. And it's this really bad negative feedback loop. Mm-hmm. And it can be the other way too. Yeah. Right? Where I mean, our I, minds create our minds can create physical illness. Yeah. And so, but when it comes to what you're saying, I think that yes, there is an unblocking, mm-hmm. but there's also a diagnosis of what is this person's root elemental imbalance mm-hmm. and and what and what is it that they what is it that they need and you use the acupuncture points which are so special mm-hmm. to sort of curtail a very specialized treatment that is specific for you for your physical body for your emotional state and for your spirit so in this system like in the other system there's somewhat more of protocols like there's this differentiation or there are these grouping of symptoms, therefore this is what you do. And that is not how this works because each person is so unique. There mm-hmm. is no protocol, right? Mm-hmm. If I have 10 people with anxiety, 10 completely different treatments because while you have anxiety and while you have anxiety, not the same. You're different people. You have different life experiences, right? You have different genetics. I mean, all these things make up who we are and impact why things are the way they are, why things are imbalanced, how, how we, why we're interacting in the world the way that we are. Yeah. So, and I love that because I mean, that's one of the things that we talk about on this podcast, no matter who the guest is, because healing is so individual. And I think the most frustrating thing to me about today's world and health is how we put people in these massive buckets. Yeah. And it's like, of course, you're only going to get a 10% success rate or whatever it may be because we're treating everyone the same, especially like when it comes to Jenna and everything she does with gut health. You, I'm sure you don't have two single 
um, clients that don't that mm. have the same exact stool test, no, right, not or at all. the right. same exact right. blood test. Like everything right. is is so individual, and so I mean, it's it's incredible to hear hear that ten people with anxiety have ten different treatment plans because right. that's how individual the body I mean, is. Like, like that's yeah, so I cool. Wish medicine moves more and more, and it, I, and it is in some ways, but I do yeah. think that that when you when you just put people in boxes, you're not really truly helping them. Right. Right. And, and I'm not negating that sometimes, I mean, I tell people to go get stool tests all the time, right. Or they need to get their blood sugar levels tested. Or, I mean, I, I'm not tossing the, Mm -mm. the physical in any way, but I do think that the spirit is something that gets massively overlooked and not in a general term of spirit, but it's like, what is it that this person needs that, that is unique for this person? Right. Is it, is it that they need to be inspired? Are they lacking inspiration, right? For somebody else, it might mean that they feel lost and for their soul to feel complete, they need to have direction. For somebody else, they might need to feel safe and secure. And if they don't have that safety, then like they, they can't continue, right? Like life is not okay. Yeah. Well, I think the thing about the spirit is it's really daunting to be willing to believe that there is another it's like a whole nother layer, right? Like you have your physical layer and then maybe like the layer that can be tested through blood tests and scans and things like that. And then there's this whole other layer and it's really easy to choose to not believe. Right. Like that's, or that's probably the easiest thing to do is say, that's not real. Everything you're saying is nuts. And you know, she's had some luck, but the (laughs) real, right. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, even the amount of people that have told us that w- what we're doing Skeptics, isn't real. Right? Yeah. But if you're willing to embrace it and say, okay, I don't know what my spirit looks like and I don't know how to find it or anything like that, but I am willing to believe that there's another layer here that I need to tap into in order to be my best self and to feel my best. I mean, you have to take some, like a little bit of a leap of faith. And even now, like when we go to you, I have no idea what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right? Well, right? I know. just like, <laughs> well, and, and sometimes I don't, when I tell people too much sometimes too, then people think that it's working because it's a quote unquote placebo. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I just want people to experience it. Yeah. But I mean, we do know that there are certain things that bring us, right? Like what brings you joy mm-hmm. is maybe not what brings you joy. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it's different. Like yeah. those energies are different. But on top of it, we do know, I mean, Stress, right? Stress is considered technically an emotion, mm-hmm. right? And that has a massive impact on like so many different aspects of our bodies, yeah. right? On our digestive system, on our hormones, on our blood pressure, on our, I mean, on a million things, yeah. really. On our ability to reproduce. Yeah. On, I, yeah. I mean, the cells sh- like shrink when we're stressed, right? Happy cells are plump and stress cells are these like shriveled suffering little cells. Mm -hmm. And so, but stress is an emotion, right? Like heart attacks can be caused by by stress, stress. which Mm -hmm. is an emotion. Like you can choose to feel that or not. Yeah. Absolutely. Going back to your question, sorry, I I tend to get us away from like, sorry, you're just like jumping on the ship. You're saying who, who goes to you? Like if, if someone's listening to this podcast and they're like, oh, Maybe I should do some research to see who practices five element acupuncture in my area. Like, what does that look like? Are they struggling with something? Are they just looking to improve themselves? Like, who do you find pursues 
the system. Yeah. I mean, all different kinds of all different kinds of people mm-hmm. with all different problems. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say in general, if I had to yeah. you know, summarize, mm-hmm. this system is really incredible at treating anxiety, mm-hmm. depression, mm-hmm. stress, mm-hmm. insomnia, chronic pain, trauma, but any sort of chronic ailment. I mean, it's rare that with a chronic ailment that there's not some aspect of stress or emotional distress, you know, related to it, right? So whether it's because of the physical ailment itself or because of the mind and then the physical body, but so those things. Also, and again, I think talk therapy is amazing and and people should, people should do it. Mm -hmm. Every, everyone should do therapy really. But I, but I also think that sometimes in certain situations we can talk and we can talk and we can talk and we can talk and nothing changes. Mm-hmm. And so this system is also really good to go with talk therapy because while I'm talking with you through Chinese medicine and theory, I'm doing things that, that right? Like kind of like shift your consciousness, right? So instead of sort of talking yourself to death at a certain issue, there's only so much you can talk about things sometimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so this is really great in conjunction with it because it actually can create that shift where you're like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Now I see things in a different light. Well, one of my strongest anxiety symptoms is my chest physically tightens to the point where like I have to hold myself or like go under a weighted blanket and it's the mo- it feels like I'm having a heart attack almost because right, how- it's like a panic attack. Yeah, almost. exactly. Yeah. And I have had one since seeing you. And I used to get them like weekly. Mm-hmm. And again, like I don't, I, I don't even see that often. You no. Know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. But but it really I that I, that's how strong the effects were on me and it's like the craziest thing because it again, I'm just like choosing to I, it could be so easy for me to say, oh, no, it's because I'm – but no, really, that's, like, the biggest change I've made. Like, my job is the same. My life is fairly the same. And it's, like, one of those things where I would tell anyone to go because what you mentioned, it's great for anxiety, depression, uh, trauma. the Stress, list. yes. Tell, name one person that doesn't have any of that, mm-hmm. and I will applaud them. But in today's world, like you said, it's just – it's becoming harder to just peacefully live, I think. It's really it, hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you're you're naming anxiety, stress, all those things. What are that that ends up manifesting as gut issues, hormonal issues, things like that? And I'm not saying, again, we say, you know, diet supplements part of it. It is. But I can personally attest to the fact that a ton of my gut issues were emotionally based. And it's like crazy to admit because I've spent thousands of dollars in supplements and have tried every diet under the sun. Really, the root of it was my emotional issues. That oh, I, it's huge, right? Yeah. And I'm sure you've talked us on your podcast, but like how many neurons do we have in our mm-hmm. gut, right? I mean, more than our brain. Yeah. Right. So it's huge. And, and, you know, when it comes to gut issues and when I'm treating people with gut issues, mm-hmm. it's so different for each person, right? And when you look at all the different systems and how, for example, the stomach can affect also, like, for example, right? Mm-hmm. The stomach is responsible for digesting our food, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. At the same time, if our food isn't digesting properly, it can also really, men- 
mentally afflict us where we can't digest thoughts properly, right? So if you think about times where you're like mulling things over, like you're constantly chewing on something over and over and over and over in your head, I mean, that can go either way, right? Mm -hmm. It could be that your stomach isn't digesting properly or it could be that like you you're not digesting things properly in your brain and going over and over and over. And eventually that causes a gut issue. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's just one, one thing, right. Mm-hmm. And you can look at all the large intestine, the small intestine, and they all have aspects of how they affect you physically and emotionally and spiritually. Yeah. So, so what are the five elements? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's get it. Because we've it. talked about it for yeah, so yeah, long. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there are, there are five. Okay. <laughs> there is fire. Okay. Earth metal, water, and wood. And that is a generating cycle. So there's controls and generating. So each one generates the next. So like from the fire comes the ashes, which is the earth. Within the earth are the precious metals and minerals, which is the metal, right? Mm -hmm. Metal can melt. It can form into water. Water feeds and creates wood, right? Allows the trees to grow and we need wood to create fire. Oh, so okay. Um, they come together. They so, come together, and then they yeah. all, and then they control each other. So that's why there's like a circle, and then there's a star on the inside because each element can control the opposite one. Mm. And we all have these elements within us. We do, and each element represents different organ systems, seasons, colors, sounds, emotions. That's a lot to memorize. Like I went to, I know I was just thinking about like, just in the very basic sense of like having to remember all of that. That's a lot to remember. It's a lot. I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess five. We're complicated humans. Yes. Right. Yeah. If you, I guess if you said it was super simple, that would be right. Yeah. We would all have the answers. So without getting too technical and staying pretty basic, Mm -hmm. how do you find these elements within us? Is it through our pulse? No. So, I mean, the pulse is pretty cool because people always just think I'm take, counting their pulse, but you're actually feeling six positions on each side. And now I'm going to come in and I'm going to think so hard about this. But like she's touching all six. That's why you don't tell so, people. So there's six positions on each side that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And there's 12 total that correspond to the 12 primary meridians, right? So right. you can feel the, the liver meridian, the large intestine meridian, the lung, you know, on and on. Mm-hmm. And there's actually 28 ways each pulse can feel. Oh, my gosh. So it's a whole it's a whole thing. More memorizing. And then you can mm-hmm. feel if one meridian isn't properly going into the next, mm-hmm. which is what, we, you know, when I treat you is, is called a block, right? right? And how when you unblock something, just that, you can feel so much better, right? Because yeah. things are stuck. No, so how do you find Oh, how do you find elements? Yeah. Okay, so it's not symptom, it's not symptom based because symptoms can come from anywhere, right? right? Like if you think of a tree and all the branches, if if you were to follow all the different branches and symptoms, you would get very lost. And so the way that we diagnose is based on four different things, basically. Okay. So it's based on color which is more of like a complexion mm-hmm. um, that you can see that's only in certain areas of the face. It's based on sound of someone's voice, but it's not just a basic sound. It's more the incantation of someone's voice. There's also smell, which I know sounds 
strange, but everyone has a smell. Mm -hmm. And literally when you're in school, you get blindfolded and you have to be able to smell like 20 different people and like know who they are and learn <laughs> how to smell. Like you learn how to wow. have an en enhanced sense of smell. Wow. That's And so if you cool. look at like the doctors of the old days, they could detect illness based on yeah. smell. Yeah. Um, and emotion. What is the main emotion that the person is presenting? How do they respond to all the different, you know, when we talk, what is that main emotion coming out? How do they respond to different things? Mm. Um, and you take all of those together. And the idea is that if you just do it based on symptoms, again, symptoms can come from anywhere. But if you're doing it more based on things that you see, hear, smell. I mean, smell that the olfactory nerve actually goes directly to your brain. That's almost the most direct hit when you learn. So you're taking all of these things together and creating a diagnosis. That's why when we came for the first time, you asked us to not wear makeup and not have any like scented perfume or anything like that. Yes. She was sniffing, sniffing us out. <laughs> Which is very hard with masks. Right. Which is very hard oh, with masks. Oh my goodness. Oh wow. But yeah. I've learned, but it's hard. <laughs> wow, it's hard. I didn't even, I forgot about that. So you said that one of the elements is always somewhat off in all of us. Mm -hmm. Can that shift? Or is it, it can it can get more in balance where you like feel your best self, mm -hmm. but you kind of always it's almost like if you think about like who you are when you were born, uh -huh. right? Like things shift and evolve, but like you're always you. But if fire was the one that was off in me, mm -hmm. like um, Earth isn't going to be off in six months. No, got it. Do you don't? I mean, I don't know which one's off in me, and you don't, I don't want to know, right? No. Okay. <laughs> I'll be thinking about it for probably a year. Maybe my whole life. We're going to look on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Jenna will have ordered 17 five element acupuncture right. books. <laughs> and she's quite literally diagnosing there's, herself. You know, there's not a lot of books out there. It's really? like mostly orally transmitted. I mean, there's a few. Mm -hmm. And there's some people who have taken five element and kind of added and created their mm -hmm. own thing and wrote books. But when it comes to pure five element theory... And acupuncture, there's not that much out there. Yeah, that, and that's so interesting. I mean, it's cool. You're like yeah. you're unique, which is awesome. Um, but also because I was I, it because of how much it's helped me. I have obviously recommended it to my friends, local friends, but also friends far away. And obviously, no one has heard of it. Right. You know, unless it's me telling them. So I'm really happy that we get to expose it a little bit more yeah, on this totally. podcast too, um, because. It's freaking awesome. And I know Jill's been, I mean, when Jill and I like something, the thing about us is we really talk about it and we get super excited. And yeah, so I love it too, as just a personal experience on mine. You said the word clear. I Every single time I leave you, I clear. There's no other way to explain it. It's like I'm driving home. I just feel clear. Right. Like colors are a little brighter yeah. and crisper. I got and a you bit just, of pep on my step. Yeah. yeah. It's very, it's a very different feeling. And I do, I wish there is, I wish there was more of us out there. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I think maybe when people have already taken four years of school, they don't want to go do like another well, yeah, yeah. I, I don't another think I would year. either. But also, I mean, to, it's not the most financially viable practice, right? Mm -hmm. Where a lot of acupuncturists see three people an hour and talk to you five, 10 minutes, the needles go in, then they go to the next room. Yeah. And that's so, why she left me. Yeah. <laughs> it's all out of She was making the money. Uh -huh. No, we're kidding. So, but. But, but truly, I mean, yeah. it's not. It takes, it. you can't see as many patients. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot more 
energy mm-hmm. and time. Yeah. And I think it takes the right, you know, the right person to want to pursue it. Right. I'm not kidding. The other day I heard something about like it, was, it wasn't on the radio because I don't remember the last time I listened to the radio, but it was a podcast or something. And it was like, if you had unlimited money, what would you do? And the idea of studying five element acupuncture popped into my mind. Like if I could just like, if I had unlimited resources and just time and I could study something, it would be so cool because I really, I'm in this six month meditation program and we're diving into Buddhism and all these eight, like ancient thoughts, I guess, and theories that have kind of, yeah, that have kind of gotten lost throughout time or morphed into other things. But I'm like, holy shit, what people were doing 2,500 years ago was like pretty spot on. And I don't know how we got so far away, whether (laughs) what so far, that's so true. Right? Like when you think about it and like, this is just one of them. The importance of breath 2,500 years ago was vastly more important in society in general than it is today. But all three of us know how and how we should we should breathe. How we should breathe. Yeah. Right. And how breathing can control so many things. I look back, I always relate it back to my career for softball. When I was in high school, I started getting really nervous and I didn't realize that at the time. But my physical symptom were my hands would shake. My dad and I were like, what's going on? And he's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I didn't even know I was having anxiety. So he'd do this thing where he'd hold my hands really like strongly. He'd hold his hands over mine before games. I didn't realize that. And we'd try to like get, well, I wish I would have just breathed. (laughs) I wish I would have learned. I mean, dad and I laugh so much because we're like, oh, if only we knew what we knew now in so many different aspects. Totally. Which is crazy because if you think about it, we lost the art. Right. We've lost the art of like, learning how to listen to our to bodies, our, to our bodies yeah. and to ourselves. And mm-hmm. we, we really don't learn anything about just basic nutrition in school, let alone yeah. how to listen to ourselves. Yeah. And so that's something else that I deeply want my patients and people to learn is how to listen to themselves, right? When yeah. it comes to food, like if you're looking at this, I don't know, veggie shake thing and it makes you want to throw up, you probably shouldn't drink it. Right. Right? Snaps. (laughs) Seriously. And if you look at something else and it's really appetizing, but maybe it has a little bit more calories or fat or whatever, but it it looks appetizing to you and it feels right, eat it. Yeah. Mm. Right? If you eat cheese and you feel fine, you feel good, fine. If you eat cheese and you feel like you have diarrhea or, you know, constipation from it, well, then don't don't eat the cheese. Right. But that's huge. And it's actually really interesting that when you learn – part of Chinese medicine too about our gut mm-hmm. is that there's actually, and there's been studies where if you hate what you're eating, you actually absorb less nutrients. I mean, it matters. We, we cannot outsmart our, our, our bodies. No. Like we can't do it. And, and like what you were saying about feeling, if we do these TikToks sometimes where it's like, actually pay attention. Do you wake up with energy? Or are you just so used to feeling like shit that you don't even, that's your, that becomes your baseline. Yeah. Right. You know, like one of the main things that you can get, I mean, today's podcast is so cool. Like I'm so fascinated by it and we could sit here for hours, but that would, that would go past the point of having a starter pack podcast. (laughs) Um, 
But I think if you get nothing else out of this podcast, and I guess that means you didn't listen, no offense, (laughs) um, listening to your body can do so much for you. Because that's really what, I mean, you're almost listening to other people's bodies, Yeah, right? I mean, my goal and then what they teach you in school, which I think is so important, is you learn to become, so when a patient walks in, my goal is to become an empty vessel, right? Like Lindsay is is not here mm-hmm. really anymore. And I am I am connecting to who this person is and where they are at and what they need right? To the very best of my ability by like leaving all of my, cause I'm a human too, right? Mm-hmm. But you have to like get all your own crap out of there. Mm-hmm. Like your life doesn't exist. Your drama doesn't exist. Your whatever doesn't exist. And, and you are here with this person and connecting to them and what they need. But also, yes, like supporting how people feel in situations, right? Like if they are so unhappy in a particular job and it's like making them sick. I want people to start to be able to listen to that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. And just because this is supposed to be a great job. Well, it's not the job for them. Right. Yeah. It's not bringing them happiness or a relationship or whatever it is. It's listening to yourself and, and what it is that you need, whether it's food, whether it's how much sleep, whether it's how to have your relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's so different from each person. Yeah. So I think about college athletics all the time. Like my brain just thinks of things in sports analogies. But recently in the college softball world, not even college softball, college athletics in general, mental health has been a massive topic where when I first started playing in college, it was like, oh, you don't have confidence or you're anxious. Shut up. (laughs) Like, don't say anything. And if you got harder. Yeah. And if you got injured, like you either need to be injured enough that it's going to show something on the scans or like your coach is going to be pissed at you for being injured. And like the whole idea behind the college athletics probably needs a lot of work. But I think to myself in conversations like this, like imagine if we had someone like you that was just your job was to work with ex college student athletes. And I just couldn't imagine the shift it would make. I mean, we're the NCAA not to get like, sports political here but the ncaa doesn't give a shit about <laughs> college athletes they care about making money right but what if they took a tiny bit of all the money they just made from the ncaa tournament right basketball tournament and hired someone that helps with that type of stuff we have kids that are mentally like retiring from the sport for like mental not instability what's the word um not illness they don't they're they're they just don't feel great <laughs> no i mean they're people literally retiring because their because, mental health is suffering right yeah and From, we've seen that in so many top right 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 sports like yeah people lately mm-hmm. yeah i mean the players tribune is such a cool website but it's kind of depressing sometimes because of how many athletes come out and they're like yeah i actually almost overdosed or yeah i didn't want to live anymore and and you see these people and people, millions of people love them. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like this isn't, this isn't as great as it looks. My whole point. No, it's is- true though. Just side note, because think about how many people are controlling them and they're not truly right. having but, control over themselves. But I think it more so is just like what treatment is today in athletics, but in general is like chiropractor, which actually chiropractors can be kind of cool and like be western eastern combinations but like you you get injured and it's like okay we start off with ice 
And then if that doesn't work, right, we're going to do some therapy, some movement. And then if that doesn't work, then like splint, cast, whatever it may be. But you never see these alternative ways of healing that really go back to listening to your body. It wasn't until I transferred to Duke that we actually had a psychologist on staff just working with athletes. And I mean, I think college athletics is is something I follow so closely, but it's you can push that to anything, right? Yeah. Like if you went into a top five law firm in the country, I'm sure there's a lot of people who would kill to be able to have some time. I mean, I can't, right. And I can't obviously say anyone who I treat, but I will say that like, there are many people who are in very high level stress jobs and yeah, every, everyone needs acupuncture. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) That's our conclusion. (laughs) Good night. (laughs) But no, I mean, that's where I get so passionate about this stuff and why Jen and I are just trying to do a very small part in bringing these conversations to light because you were there when you were injured and you're like, I don't really want to be here. This isn't a really, how am I supposed to live my life this way? And I definitely had a point where I felt that as well. And it's okay to say that. It's okay to be like, life right now is not looking super sunny. And the more we talk about those things Mm -hmm. and follow that with, and then there are other ways to heal. And if you've only tried X, Y, and Z, there are other paths. There are so many paths, right? And even this path, like I don't think that there is, there's never one way. There is never one path that will work for every single person, right? For some people, it's finding the right team of people. But like there will be some people where for whatever reason, this system is not the perfect thing for them. It helps most people. Most people really like it, but it's not for everybody. But there are, there are so many different paths, and I, I, I truly believe that I think also people tend to look at all the other people out there and think that like everyone has their shit figured out and mm-hmm. everyone has it together. Mm-hmm. And you learn doing this that they don't. I mean, people are struggling. People are trying. People are wanting to be happier. People are wanting to have less stress in their lives. I mean, I don't think that the life that we live is natural, right? Mm-hmm. If you look at human evolution <laughs> and where we were like 400 years ago to now, yeah. it's kind of insane, yeah, right? Like in terms of how fast paced everything is and how productive we're supposed to be and constantly doing things. And it's just, I think, yeah, everyone is having a hard time adjusting to a world that I don't think is totally natural. Yeah. So I told my friend that yesterday. I was like, I don't think we're meant to get news alerts every hour about the death toll or about the shooting toll or no. And and our bodies like over time, we adjust to continuously getting bad news, but it's not the way we were supposed to live. No. Right. And especially, I mean, what that does to so many people, especially Mm -hmm. with the news is like our sympathetic you know, I, I'm yeah. sure maybe we talked about this oh, before. Yeah. Yeah. I don't but shop yeah, about our it. Our sympathetic systems are like con- so many people are constantly yeah. on. Shrivelly cells. Right? Shrivelly cells. Our sympathetic cells. systems are are on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everything else kind of shuts down and we're in like survival mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that does a number on us yeah. physically and, and mentally. Yeah. So. So go do your own work. Jen and I always say. Become your own advocate. No one is going to find your health for you. There are people that are going to support you along the way. But this, I think, is the coolest podcast to say, you've probably not heard of five-element acupuncture. Now you have 
whether you go and you try to find someone in your area that has it, or it just opens your eyes to the fact that there are other ways to heal other than maybe what you've tried so far. And that there is more, I mean, I think the talk about the spirit is so cool Mm -hmm. because there are layers that you probably haven't even tapped into yet that can really help you become just a happier. Totally. Human. Yes. And that's, I think what we're all going for at the end of the day is like a little bit happier. Exactly. Where can people find you? I know you have a bit of a wait list. Yeah. Hold on. (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying to get in. (laughs) Right. Jill's like, oh, save my spot. (laughs) Yeah. I know you have a a wait list, but at least where can people find you or just any five element acupuncturist in their area? Well, I mean, I would definitely do a Google and Google classical five element acupuncture in your area. Mm. And unfortunately, when you, I wish people, people could always, honestly, people, if they're looking and they find someone, you're welcome to message me and ask me if this is a real five element acupuncturist, because some people will just put down the five element acupuncture because they learned about it on a two hour lecture at school. Yeah. And oh, interesting. Yeah. So so there's like certain webs, there's like certain sites that are like acupuncture sign up for and they'll say five element, but they aren't actually, you know, they Mm -hmm. haven't gone through a five element program. Mm -hmm. So they're welcome to message me. But where do they message you? On on Instagram. Okay. (laughs) And what's your Instagram handle? It's at five spelled out element Mm -hmm. singular Austin. Okay. Five element Austin. Yes. Awesome. Um, I'll try to post more. Yeah. But, uh, you don't have to. <laughs> I mean, it's really cool. Yeah. I'm like kind yeah, of like nerding out about this. No, it's awesome. Um, yeah. But, but I do, you know, I do have a wait list, but I am going to, my, my plan is to start teaching courses cool. soon to both, you know, separate for acupuncturists, but also to just people so yeah. that they can learn about it and learn about themselves more. And you have two new, two students. Okay. Yes. I mean, so anyway, Yay. so yes. Cool. So, cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so yeah, much. Thank you. Oh, this was very well, cool. it's been a joy working yeah. with both of you guys thank too. You. So, <laughs> and I'm I really appreciate you bringing this to light and yeah. just all the work that you've done. Oh yeah, so it was awesome. Yay! Just the start. Cool. Thank you. Yeah.